What do you do when you're in a rut? Whether you've been working for yourself for a little while now, or you're just getting started in your new life as an indie parent, you might find yourself in a rut. Today's episode is all about what to do when you're stuck in a rut and how to get yourself back out of it again. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Amy Belgart from MomSpark. Hello, Amy. Hello. Hello. And I am, of course, Desiree Fawn from SoFawnLifestyle.com. So welcome to the Indie Parent Podcast. The website that you can find us at is TheIndieParent.com. And we like to tweet along and Instagram along with the hashtag, hashtag IndieParent. So you can find us over there. We love to see your um, workspace photos, whether you're working from home or a cafe or whatever you like to do. And sometimes we share little snapshots and silly videos of when we're recording our podcasts. Today, like I said, we're talking about being stuck in a rut. So, Amy, have you ever been stuck in a rut? What's that like? Uh, well, you know, it, it happens a lot. A lot of times we're sharing all these great achievements and inspiration. And, and a lot of times on social media, you tend to share all the the bright side of, of work and fun the and play and everything. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> highlights. I think on social media, at least for me, I like to just share mostly the good stuff because there's enough negativity out there, especially in social media, that I like to just share the the best things going on with me. That's just my personal preference. But that doesn't mean that behind the scenes, I'm not going through some rough times or work yeah. is especially hard or I've had some really crazy failures that I don't care to discuss publicly. All of that goes with being in a rut. And I mean, I was, I was in a rut personally last week and it wasn't anything business related. It was just some personal stuff that I was going through and it affected everything I had because I was in this poor state of mind. I had no inspiration to work. I had really no good ideas I didn't even really feel like being online at all. Yep. And I had to really analyze why and what did I what I needed to do to get out of that funk because I couldn't stay that way. It's not it, it didn't feel right to me and I didn't want to get stuck in this cycle of self-pity and woe is me and everything isn't going my way and this and that. So um, we're going to be talking about all the ways you can get into a rut today. And one of those, which I'll just start with is personal issues. You know, personal issues will funnel to every part of your life um, including work. I can't just escape from, you know, to work and then forget about like personal things going on in my life. I just can't do that. Well, especially when you're working from home, it's all, it's if all you're there. Not escaping Your from face. another place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Totally. And even so, even if I were to go to a cafe, it may help, you know, for a while. But if you if you can't sort through whatever it is that you're you're going through at the time, then you just can't be yourself. And and it, and it comes back to self-care, which we talked about last week when we were talking about balance being a lie. That if you can't care for yourself, you're you're good for nobody. And, yeah. or you can't put out a good product. And so you've got to really take the time to work on yourself. And, and so that's, that's kind of what I did last week. I, I, I didn't work much. I did a little bit and then I, I took a lot of time just to rest 
And then I worked on my new office space, which I don't know that I've talked about this much on the podcast, but I recently moved my office from our standard home office to an upstairs area that is actually much larger. And it's like a, it's like a rec room that we really weren't using very much. It was meant to be like a theater room. And we just find that we're still watching our little TV downstairs most of the time and not up here. And so I thought, wouldn't this be the perfect mom spark suite for video and my podcast and my oils, everything could be in this one large space. And so I worked on that over the weekend. I was putting together furniture from Ikea, as you know, is like, you want to pull your hair out. I don't even want to talk about it. (laughs) Horrifying. It was so therapeutic for me. And my younger son, Charlie, he wanted to help me put it together. And he loved it. He thought it was putting like putting together a huge Lego set. (laughs) I'm totally going with this. And if he wants to help me, that's fine. And we had the best time together, just the two of us up here working And it was like great therapy for me. I know that sounds strange. And we put all the, all the furniture together and set it up and it created this new space for me that I had been wanting to do for a while. And I finally got around to doing it and I felt like sort of re-energized. It didn't like completely wipe away everything I was feeling the week before, but it kind of gave me like this fresh start and inspiration. And I, it changes scenery too, which yeah, like, like, do you really find helpful. that like part of your inspiration is your surroundings? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's the inner part, but do you find like you have to be like the aesthetics of even where you are affects yep. your work? Yeah, I tend to move my desk around um, by the season as well. Like in the winter time, I don't like to be right at the window because outside looks pretty bleak. Like I need sort of more of a little cozy corner. Um, and now that it's spring and feeling a lot more like summer here actually um my wind or there's a window right in front of my desk so it's nice to have that sort of outdoor view but I get totally sick of sitting at my desk I don't want to be there every single day so it's moving to the cafe or I mean I record the podcast sitting on my daughter's bed because it's the only room in the house that's um acoustically perfect (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I could be in the bathroom is probably the other best spot, but everywhere else has a big open window to the street. And I mean, even today, there's people putting solar panels on my roof, um, which is really loud. So that, you know, it helps to be in this room. But is my daughter's bedroom my ideal workspace? Not really. <laughs> but yeah. it's also a disaster because six year olds. Um, but you know, you make do. But I, like, sometimes I just need to get out of the house, even if it's just to walk around a little bit, like, even if I'm not going somewhere to work, it's going and walking down, we live right on Lake Ontario. So it's, you know, if I can walk down to the harbor and look at the boats and the fish and the whatever, and then walk back, it's like a whole new, oh, now I can work again. Right, <laughs> it's a whole right. new feeling. Yeah. And even if you don't have, I mean, a lot of people don't have an office space that is yeah. designated just for an office in their homes. And we um, don't, I will let our readers yeah, know I mean, that we are looking for a place because now my partner works at home too. And the living room is not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and when you're combining your workspace with where you have regular family living, it can really yep. become a problem because you can't really separate the two. And if they cross over too much, and of course they are going to cross over a lot when you're an indie parent, obviously, but if it crossovers too much, one is going to suffer Um, so your work, is it really going to be the most productive because you're not really, can't really focus on work because 
you know, it's also your play area for your for kids or it's where people are watching TV or, or whatever. And then vice versa, you're going to end up working too much when you should be using that time, you know, to be spending with your family. So, but here's the thing, you don't have to have an office space, like an actual room. If you do, that's fabulous. That's great. Make a corner to yourself somewhere that when the kids are in bed or taking a nap or at school or when you're by yourself and it's your time to work that you can escape to, even if it's just a corner and it's just your space that you have your own chair and your own little desk, even if that's a TV tray or whatever, and that's your own little area with your own coffee mug and your own computer, yeah. that, that just that can keep you inspired and keep you focused and keep you excited. And like Desiree said, maybe that's also going to a cafe where you don't see the messy house in front of you or the pile of dishes that need to be done. So you're distracted and you're, and also I think sometimes being with other people who are also working keeps you sort of like jazzed. I don't know. There's something about that environment gets you like, oh, I think I'm going to work too because I, all these other people are working around me. But if you see well, people it, just- it keeps me on track too, because I'm not, I'm, I'm much less likely to, you know, get stuck in a YouTube video watching yes. <laughs> if I'm not at home because- Yes. Like <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like you feel more accountable when you're with other people who are working. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I don't advise getting on a phone call or conference call in public because that's just obnoxious. It is. And I see people do it all the time and they they do it all the time. (laughs) It drives me crazy too. And and then you can't work when you're going to, because you just want to totally listen to whatever they're, that they're saying next to you. Oh yeah. I'm quite the eavesdropper. I uh, I am too. I mean, it's hard not to when they're speaking loudly in a public place. I mean, everyone's pretty much listening. They're just acting like they're not. So I, okay. Okay. So we talked about inspiration in our environment and how that can, you know, affect your inspiration. I think another like probably the top reason why you may be in a rut right now with your business is burnout. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Oh yeah. And it's something that I think people t- tend to have two sort of schools of thought on this, either like, Oh, well you don't get burned out. Like that's a wimpy thing. Like it's an excuse. It's a, you know, you're not really burned out and other people who are like, no, it's hardcore. It's real. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely believe it happens because I know that I've felt it in working for myself and working for other people. And I think a lot of it comes from not taking time that you need personally. And it all sort of melds into, you know, even if it starts off as good, like here's an example of how I felt burned out in the past is, you know, I've like, I've got a new project on the go and I love it so much and I do not want to stop. And I work at it, work at it. And three weeks later, I'm like, I'm going to die because. And then you're moment. Yeah. 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 Even if you love it, you can burn out. Um, So I think part of that is just really taking care of your own needs as well and making sure that even if I'm working on the coolest project ever, like, you know, if we're spending the morning recording a bunch of podcasts, I love doing this. If I did it all day, every day for six weeks, probably Mm -hmm. I would hate podcasting, you know, (laughs) like you need to take a break, whether that's working on something else or watch a movie, throw on an episode of friends and laugh for a moment. Like just give yourself a moment. Yes. And I I think as entrepreneurs, we are guilty of always thinking every free moment that we have where we're by ourselves and we can pretty much do whatever we want in whatever hour we have alone has to be spent on some kind of work project. I am very guilty of that. I'm like, well, 
yeah, I mean, I used to play video games and I would, you know, used to just wind down by reading a book or playing a video game or watching a movie. But you know what? I could really use this hour to work yeah. on organizing my Pinterest boards. Yep. <laughs> Which sometimes that is fun. You know, it's like, well, you know, this is something fun I don't do. But then, you know, at, at what point can you just, if you are packing every free moment you have with a work-related project, are you just going to be like, I'm done with work? Like, oh my gosh, like you are, you will, you will, you'll get to that point where like everything isn't fun, even though you know that it is, it's, it's just too much. You just, you're trying to do too much. You're extending yourself too much. You've got to do s- some things that are mindless. Yeah. Once in a while. Something or that, that is like laugh. a treat. Yeah. Yeah. A treat. Exactly. Um, and, and I think that it's so, it's so easy to get burnt out even, you know, and, and a lot of people think, oh, you can't get burned out doing something that you love and you absolutely can. Like Desiree say, it's just from doing it too much. Yeah. And we tend to like, like you said earlier, really n- just running so fast and nonstop and doing it so much because you're so excited. And then three weeks later, you're like, I don't even think I like that anymore. If and I see one more podcast. <laughs> I see one more podcast. I'm going to freak out. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and usually, you know, it's, it, you do love the podcast. You're just doing too much of it. So I think that's way that you could feel uninspired and tired and exhausted from simply just being burnt out. And I think my one, my one takeaway for this, because this is what I do and I have to convince myself of this all the time. If you're working on something and you feel so burned out that you're no longer productive, you have to take those 10 minutes, that one hour to go and re-energize yourself or else you're going to end up wasting twice as much of that time doing nothing when you could have been productive, but you were so burned out that you couldn't get there. So it's like, instead of wasting the next two hours, you know, petering around and being like, ah, I can't really do this. I'm not inspired. Just go and take a break, come back to it. And I promise you, you will feel better about it. Sometimes even for me laying down for like a quick power nap, like I may not even really fall asleep, but just laying down and shutting my eyes and completely disconnecting for like 20 to 30 minutes could totally re-energize me for the rest of the day, you know, or this sounds really strange, but I could get up and just do something like, uh, washing the dishes or like, I don't know, like a household chore that really takes no thought Yep. But it, it just, I don't know. There's something therapeutic about it. Like, like I said, last weekend, just putting together all this furniture, it was a ton of work. My body was sore, but there was something so therapeutic about it because, um, I was, you know, spending time with my son, but then it was just kind of mindless, you know, just like building shelf after shelf after shelf, you know, and there was something about it that took my mind off of everything else. So that when I went back into work, I kind of felt like I had this fresh mind. Yeah, you know. I also again. find sometimes in those mindless moments is when I come up with yes, the next, like thing I think is going to be brilliant, whether it is yeah. or not. That's when those ideas come. It's usually like in the shower while yes. driving or yeah. doing dishes, <laughs> something it's like that. So that's true. when it pops into my head. That's why you should always have a notepad near you wherever you go, except maybe in the shower. <laughs> except for maybe in the shower. Although <laughs> I think that do that and they keep notebooks by their beds so in the middle of the night if they think of something they can write it down um, i have I'm absolutely so reached out of the shower dried my hands off to yell a note into my phone to record it for later <laughs> so that i wouldn't forget that's so smart i love it <laughs> so i think another 
another way that you could get into a rut is by having a lot of failures back to back. I mean, it may even yes. be one big failure or maybe even one small failure. And maybe you're just feeling like not very confident at that time. And then you fail and, and or something just doesn't go the way that you want it to go. And you're just like, oh, it's hard to move forward past that. You know, yeah. and we, we talk about failures a lot in, in the how necessary they are in order for you to grow, to learn, to move forward, to become stronger, all those things. We all know this, but they're never easy. They're never yeah. fun. <laughs> they never feel, oh, I feel so great that I totally bombed that proposal or I was on a phone call and I made an idiot of myself. You know, I mean, there's a million scenarios that could put you in this failure mode. And, and sometimes it's hard, especially if you have several, like you have a bad week and you've had a lot of things that just haven't gone right. Don't you feel like sometimes, even <laughs> if you're an experienced business owner and you've experienced this a lot, don't you feel sometimes that it's really hard to pull out of that? It can be. And I think a lot of that is, I mean, we totally do it to ourselves. It's not like, you know, if you fail and no one is coming up to you going, wow, way to go, Amy. You really failed. <laughs> that yeah. that very rarely happens. <laughs> Aside yeah. from, you know, a blog comment, a Facebook comment of someone being snarky and having a moment. Um, yeah. Very rarely do people actually come up to you and tell you how badly you failed. It, that comes from ourselves. You yes. do it to yourself. Um, and if we never, I mean, it sounds so cheesy. If you never tried, you'd never fail. If you never tried, You'd never succeed. You're never going to get anywhere being afraid of that. So, I mean, when those moments come up and you fail, you have to force yourself to find the lesson in it and move the heck on because getting stuck in it is detrimental. It, it will kill everything. Um, yeah. And you're just going to be miserable. And the next thing you're going to try, you're just going to, you're, you're probably not going to, you're going to talk yourself out of it because what if, what if, what if, you know? Um, yeah. I just, I promise you that it's always yourself being harder on you than the rest of the world. Right. And if, you know, and what does this failure mean for your future? Mm -hmm. Maybe it was good that you failed at this because something else is popping up that you wouldn't have been able to do if the other thing exactly. went through, you know? So if you're in the mindset that everything happens for a reason, which not everyone is, but I'm a big believer of that. Me too. And that there's lessons to be learned. And even if we don't understand it, it's frustrating and it doesn't go the way we want. There's a reason why it's happening. Then it, it is easier to swallow. And it's okay to have a day where you're just like, you know what? This today really sucked. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to feel that. And I don't think you should just stuff everything in, you know? And, and look, it's, it's good to be in those communities of people that can lift you up when you're feeling that way. I don't think that you should just be totally left alone and in your own self-pity. It's good to have someone to say, man, today sucked. This happened. Why do you think this happened? Like, what did I do wrong? What could I do better? It's good to have that community for, yeah. for people to, you know, bounce those ideas off of each other or just simply say, you know what? You're good. You're smart. You're talented and you're going to be fine. It's, it's good to, to have that, that community around you. And that's part of why we wanted to do the indie parent is because we're in this really unique situation where we're trying to run businesses or multiple businesses like Desiree and I and, and um, parent, 
parenting <laughs> alone is enough to like need a community behind, you know, but we're, we're adding this like extra element in our lives that is, you know, could be somewhat complicated. And we already feel like failures as, as parents most of the time. <laughs> oh, like all the time. Come on. <laughs> like all the time. We can't do anything right when it comes to parenting. So, you know, add, you know, a important business meeting or something on top of that, that you totally bombed and you're just like, oh, you know, how do I move forward? Yeah. But, and it's in those times that you really need your community and your, you know, we all have those yeah. friends. We know we, I'm always the friend that people come to when they need like a bit of an ass kicking. Like I'm the tough love yeah. friend. No one comes to me to be <laughs> <Yeah>. coddled <laughs> because I don't know how to do that <laughs> because I'm very yeah. like um, a friend of mine the other day, um, she said she often feels really drawn into people's drama. She often mm. gets really caught up in it and really, and she's like, you know what I said to myself the other day? I, I often say, what would Desiree do? <laughs> because <laughs> She said, I have this ability to just say, that's not about me and carry on. I mean, it's true because you get so fatigued by, yeah. you know, the negative things in your life that you have to be able to go, this is about me and that's not about me. And if right. you fail because of a mistake you've made or a mistake someone else has made, you know, you, you can get frustrated with yourself, with the other people involved, and you're going to, yeah. you can work yourself up hardcore <laughs> into a lot of like energy. this pity yeah. party, right? And yeah, it's a lot you can of energy. take all that energy and use it for the next thing. You have to have a next thing. And I think a lot of the people listening to this have that entrepreneurial mindset where, you know, you're an, an idea a minute, which is where those notebooks come in handy. It's like, just mm -hmm. move on to the next thing. If this was meant to be, come back to it later. Do it later. Find other people to work with. Something like that. You're going to find the right sort of, I will, I'll say tribe in quotations marks. So Seth Godin doesn't come after us, but you'll find like some other way to do it if that was the thing you were meant to be doing. Yeah. And that could be part of being in a rut is maybe the people that you're surrounded with. And we're going to do an entire show around uh the people that you choose to surround yourself with, because that is a huge, huge topic. And that will shape your, your personal life and your business life. A part of being in a rut could be just being surrounded by negativity. Yep. And if you have a job online, like we do, there is way more negativity online than there is anything positive. I mean, most of the stories, people's status updates, tweets, what have you is going to be around drama, negative issues, just depressing crap, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing is, is we all experience that in our lives. It's not like I just don't have anything bad going on in my life. I do. I, I had, I had, you know, I have a lot of stuff in my past that is very depressing and, and very negative. And I, I just don't choose to keep going in that circle of keep rehashing that and talking about that and feeling sorry for myself. Sometimes it will come out. But to live in that cycle, you cannot move forward doing anything. You can't move forward with your personal relationships. You can't nurture the people in your lives. You can't nurture yourself. You can't mm -hmm. nurture a business. And so that's a great way to put yourself in a rut, to put you in a bad cycle, is just to be in this negative lifestyle. And that could be maybe yeah. just the people that you're with. Think about your community. Is your community a positive one? Is it one that, that lifts people up or is it one that really, I don't know, shames people or, or brings others down, even if it's not even in their face, you know, it's, 
It's just yeah. that negative energy. What does that do to you? And what does that do in, in the, the extensions in your life? Does it affect your business, your personal life? It does. All of it. It taints everything, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get out of that mind yeah, frame once you let yourself get into it. Yeah. It's a weird, comfortable. Um, it's easy. It's an mm-hmm. easy form of life because it's one that puts blame on other people. It's it's one that gets you you don't have to be accountable. You just have to complain. And that's it's yeah. easy to complain. But it's, oh, totally. it's <laughs> but in some ways it takes extra energy. Yeah, I feel but, drained when I am oh, negative yeah. or when I'm around negative people. Um and I can say this because my mother will never listen to it. Um my mother is a very negative person. Yeah. And um, she gets frustrated because I don't see her that often and she doesn't see my daughter that often. But to be honest, just talking to her on the phone is enough mm-hmm. to totally put me in the dumps because yeah. there's some new drama, there's some new something that is out to get her. Um, and no matter how much I try to say, you know, like, mom, it's your attitude that controls these things. If you if you're not positive, <laughs> you're never going to have positive life. Um, it, it, that won't fly with her at all. She's very, the world is out to get me. And, Mm. you know, I write down to the fact that I can say this in a podcast because she will never be on the internet. She won't get a cell phone. She won't join the 21st century. So it's, you know, it's, it's those things that she decides, you know, she's not going to do and that gets her into a rut. So often it's this sort of air of, being stubborn that gets you stuck into a rut like that, whether it's being negative or, you know, holding a grudge about things like these people. I mean, you see them on Facebook all the time. There's a good example that, you know, people get stuck in this pity, pity, pity. And there's a lot of people on Facebook and I'm sure you have these on your list too, whether it, you know, every status update is either, you know, I just won the lottery and life is amazing or everyone sucks and everyone's dying. Like those are the, yeah. the only things they share. Yeah. And, and I, really I with all of those people, <laughs> you know, and, and, and really, you know, and I, and I feel, I, I feel sympathy for people who are putting that cause I, who are putting out updates like that because I know that they're in pain. Absolutely. But like, those are the people who are suffering the most. <laughs> they are suffering the most. They're probably the people that we should reach out to the most but we have to be careful not to be sucked in and to have the self-care for ourselves and our families first yeah. and not get caught up in trying to save everyone around us. There's yeah. only so much that we, we can do. And I think the best thing that we can do is be leaders of, of light and positivity ourselves. Giving that so positive that, example and yes, showing them. Yes. Yeah. yes. Not only for our children and our, our partners and our, and our family and our friends, but just for anyone who is there to see it. That is the best way to really help people and to inspire and to hopefully pull them out of their own darkness and Absolutely. hopefully pull ourselves out of a rut. If I see that Desiree is kicking butt and, you know, she's, inspiring me. It's, it's a lot easier for me to get out of my own rut because I feel inspired and she's got me jazzed and, and ready to go. So anyway, this has been a great topic. This has been awesome. Um, I think we're going to wrap this show up again. We want to say thank you so much for listening. We cannot get over the support that we've gotten from all of you listeners and from blog talk radio. We want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And, and, 
and letting us know privately and publicly how much you love the show. It's so different from what we've done in the past. And it's, I just love the way that it's connecting with people. You can learn more about The Indie Parent by visiting theindieparent.com. You could subscribe to our podcast there either via Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter page, but we're mostly active in our Facebook group, which the link is there on theindieparent.com. Or you can just search for us on Facebook at The Indie Parent and use the hashtag IndieParent on Instagram and Twitter, we will find it. And we want to see what you're doing in your indie parent lifestyle. We'd love to see photos of your crazy desk setups, or maybe how you're taking a phone call and you're holding a baby or you're hiding in the closet or whatever. We love to see that. And we would love to retweet that or share that on our Instagram page as well. And please join us every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll have a new topic every week. And thanks so much for joining us. 